0: Welcome. This is another episode of Assurance in Action, the biweekly podcast of your total quality assurance provider, Intertech. My name is Seth Martin-Wick, and this episode was recorded at Ethical Sourcing Forum in New York City earlier this month. The speakers for this release are Laura Rainier and Suzanne Gebauer of the Social and Labor Convergence Project, who discuss the benefits of the project and give an overview of what the SLCP intends to accomplish. Here is this week's episode.
1: So um, I'm Laura Rainier, I'm um, a General Manager of Sustainability with Liam Fung, Um, and I'm speaking today uh, wearing my hat on the steering committee of the Social and Labor Convergence Project. What we'll do today is we'll sort of um, start by kind of level setting and sharing um, a little bit about the project for for those of you who may not be familiar. Um, And I'm very happy to have Suzanne here as well um, to support who is is really familiar with the details and the tool and the Convergence Assessment Framework. Um, So she'll take you through a bit of that and the work that we've done to date and then um, the real I think um, sort of most interesting part of the the conversation will be focused on you know where do we where do we see the program going in the next few years so just um we'll quickly share the the vision and mission of the project um so so the vision is converged assessment collaborative action and improved working conditions um and the mission is to create a converged assessment framework uh, that supports the stakeholders efforts to improve Sorry, I have to read it. Working conditions in the apparel industry and the apparel and footwear supply chains. And so what does that look like? You know, where do we see our work focused? And and you know, kind of what are we driving towards? So the, the overarching goal of the program is improving working conditions, um, but we don't necessarily, you know, the SLCP doesn't intend to do that on its own, um, but to kind of create uh, the enabling environment through which this can take place. So, um, you know, our goal is, is towards the bottom, a converged assessment framework, and that drives kind of two key um, outcomes, right? <laughs> so one is comparability of um, results across the industry. So I think this one is the one we probably don't talk about as much within uh, the SLCP, but just the fact that, uh, you know, we talked a lot about equivalency today, right? And one of the um, challenges in some cases with equivalency programs, um, which are near and dear to my heart, you know, as Li has an equivalency program as well, is, um, is being able to really um, compare the data in a way that's apples to apples. Um, there are many ways to skin a cat, um, you know, as mentioned, and and so some of those ways might get at different information. So the goal of the SLCP is, is to really be able to compare that data um, in a more, you know, straightforward way going forward. And and we see that as ultimately driving um, kind of mutual trust and respect, and just making it a bit quicker and easier for firms to to be able to compare and work together to improve working conditions. In the future. Um, the second key outcome is the one that is probably discussed a bit more, um, which is obviously reducing audit duplication, right? First, doing no harm. Um, and I think that's that's one of the key key outcomes and goals of this program. Um, so we talk about that driving safe resources, certainly saved financial resources, which can be redeployed um, into improvement efforts. Um, I like to also think about the saved resources in terms of, you know, the compliance manager at the factory, for example. Um, I think we all, all can also identify, you know, with the challenge of like being. Managing various audits, um, kind of getting stuck in the day-to-day and not necessarily getting to focus on, you know, what are our strategic goals and how do we drive improvement in the longer term. Um, and so this this effort, in my opinion, is really a, a great opportunity for us to allow that compliance manager to kind of, um, you know, get outside, you know, not have to host audits all day, but actually focus on, you know, how can I drive improvement and, and use the tool um, of the Converge Assessment Framework to do that. I, I just threw in a little slide. Um, it's a quote from Michael Porter: "The essence of strategy is choosing what." not to do. Um, I think we're at an interesting point um, at at the SLCP and and we're starting to kind of um, get some pressure from stakeholders to expand our scope and to you know, in terms of breath right into other industries, um, and also into potentially actually being the, um, you know, the firm or the, the project that actually focuses on improving working conditions. Um, and I think the, the tighter that we, we keep our scope, the better, um, because we, we are at a point where we can do something really well and, and that needs to be the focus at the moment, um. Having said that, um, we do want to enable, um, you know, a lot of our our peers um, to collaborate to improve. So, um, you know, we sort of see ourselves as as the converged assessment framework underpinning a lot of the work, um, you know, that might come in the future. So collaborative action in terms of joint remediation efforts uh, that might follow SLCP assessments and that type of thing. So definitely want to be, you know, be aware of the ecosystem in the context of, of, where we are, you know, that we that we sit in, but also, um, you know, not trying to kind of scope creep and, and, and get into things that might not be our core. So sort of um, to beat a dead horse, we're, um, you know, talking about just kind of a quick overview of like, what, what, what do we do and what don't we do? Um, so our converged assessment framework will collect compliance and performance information from production facilities. Um, it will employ a robust verification process. Um, it will facilitate operation, um, so data, excuse me, data hosting and sharing. Uh, But what we won't do is set minimum requirements. Um, You know, we won't be a scoring or ranking system and um, we will be compatible with existing systems. So the idea here is to say, you know, it's a data collection tool and, and those who use the data can kind of interpret that data as they see fit. Uh, this is formatting a little funky, but this is just a list of our signatories. Today, we have 183 signatories currently, um, so really good critical mass across the industry and, and hoping that they'll you know, really drive the program forward. Um, lastly, I'll just focus quickly on our structure. Um, so we have a structure that's essentially focused on collaboration. Uh, the the kind of project as it's been to date has really been focused on creating this converged assessment framework. And so um, as the, the role of creating an assessment framework um, sort of lends itself to a really kind of stakeholder heavy, you know, dialogue focused um, structure. And so we've, we've got our signatories um, sort of at the top um, and the steering committee represents the signatories. Um, so the steering committee are um, elected by the signatories and, and represent their caucus. Um, there's also a project management team, and so that's sort of the operational leadership group of the, um, the SLCP. Um, both steering committee and, operation, and um, the project management team are informed by various stakeholders, and then um, you know, the real work is done by the working groups. And I will now pass it to Suzanne, and she will take us through, you know, a bit more of the detail of what's been done so far.
2: Thank you very much, and thank you for the opportunity to be able to represent um, SLCP here. We heard a lot about mutual recognition and also um, about uh, the difficulty of agreeing to one standard, one code of conduct, um, learning from the past. And so um, this has been um, a great project where... Uh, We all came together, again, 183 signatories, to um, agree to a framework, a converged assessment framework that can be applied in the apparel and footwear industry to at least come to that mutual recognition of, okay, this is the scope of the audit. We call it um, the assessment. And uh, how can we then use that information individually um, to interpret in our own way? Um, do our benchmarks, et cetera. So that's really important that we have actually addressed quite a few issues um, that have been um, challenges in the past and have arrived at this converged assessment framework. Um, There are also issues with regards to sharing and hosting, so the technical issues as well, and we have also uh, been able to overcome those and um, have a platform for hosting and sharing the information. So I'm going to go through a little bit of that now we uh, have now accomplished um, at, in 2018 and we, it's been uh, a two years now, more than two, almost three years um, uh, of collaboration. And we have arrived at a data collection verification tool together with a verification protocol and verifier guidance. Um, that all is uh, called the converged assessment framework. This uh, framework uh, has been uh, tested through pilots And we are now launching it uh, in light operations mode um, to ensure that the framework is robust and can be um, put forward uh, into multiple countries. So we're testing that right now in light operations in China and Sri Lanka. Uh, The converged assessment framework um, has been approved by um, our signatories. Um, so there is was 97% um, approval and um, it has also undergone public consultation. So we are always um, aware of um, other uh, players out there, especially also initiatives who are providing feedback and we are taking that into account to continuously improve the tool again through our collaborative framework as well. Uh, the light operations, as mentioned, is taking place in Sri Lanka and in China Um, It is um, expected to launch um, this week, and um, we are uh, sharing our tool, the Converge Assessment Framework, um, through what we call the Gateway. Um, So it's a publicly available tool um, for everyone to access. We are going to take this light operations um, phase um, that's going to end um, mid-January of 2019, We're gonna take those learnings um, and evaluate them to see what can be improved. Um, uh, Does the tool have to change? Um, Do we have to change content? Do we have to change the approach? Because uh, our aim is to obtain quality data in um, a standardized fashion that is accepted by as many stakeholders um, as possible. So, Uh, The learnings will be applied then, and we will then um, launch in several more countries in 2019. So there's more more to come. There are three steps to this whole assessment process from the SLCP. So there's step one, which is data collection. Then there's step two, which is verification. And step three, which is data hosting and sharing. So data collection is really on the facility end. It's facility driven. The facility does a self-assessment to fill in all their data and they own that data. So they're the ones who are then um, in charge of um, uh, sharing that data as they see fit. So uh, the self-assessment is done by the facility and then it is um, verified through the verification process, step two, Um, and uh, that verifier um, has undergone um, extensive training Um, We have qualified that verifier according to specific standards, and we do also want to work further with ASCA on that. Um, And uh, the verifier then um, uh, undergoes the verification and is overseen by a verifier oversight organization, what we call the VOO, so to ensure the integrity of that data, the quality um, of that data, which is really important to our stakeholders. Then step three um, after the verification is the whole data hosting and sharing. So there is a centralized um, data hosting um, scheme that we have where all the data is hosted and um, uh, stakeholders can retrieve the data from that centralized scheme as well as other hosts as well um, but again only with permission by the facility. So this is actually the life of an slcp assessment Um, there are several steps to this The dark gray boxes are um, uh, what we perceive in the accredited host um, uh, platform so we do have several accredited hosts and i'm going to share again what what that means Um, and uh, there is again it goes from self-assessment to um, uploading to an accredited host so the self-assessment is uploaded to an accredited host the verification happens on an accredited host platform, Um, then uh, there is opportunity to dispute that uh, verification. For example, if there were bribery issues, if the verifier did not follow the verification protocol, um, then uh, hopefully in the end, um, there will be uh, a resolution and then there will be a finalized assessment. um, And that can then be shared um, as needed with um, with the facilities uh, stakeholders. So um, the sharing specifically happens um, in, in this way. So you have the um, self-assessment that can currently be completed offline or online through an accredited host. We currently have three accredited hosts. There's Ascent, uh, FFC, and uh, the Sustainable Apparel Coalition, SAC. And um, starting in 2019, we are also um, onboarding SEDEX as well. So, um, the accredited host is the one who um, uh, hosts the verification. Um, basically, the verification can only happen um, online right now. And once the verification is done, um, there is the verified assessment that is then um, hosted on the um, SLCP Gateway site which is uh, sponsored by the International Trade Center. So ITC um, is uh, a United Nations um, organization. And uh, so there are strict rules um, that they abide by as well as uh, privacy and uh, security. And so it's great that they're actually hosting us um, as, uh, uh, as the gateway for all the information. And then through that um, gateway, the um, facility can then also share the information with um, uh, further accredited hosts. So, for example, if the facility decides to um, do their verification on an Ascent website, um, then uh, they can say, well, OK, I also want to share my information with FFC, SAC um uh, and, and others, and they can then um, also become accredited hosts who can receive that information. There are uh, also uh, passive hosts as well. We don't have any passive hosts at the moment, but passive hosts can be those where the ver- verification does not take place on their platform, but they can receive the data um, so uh, if you think of brands, big brands who um, might have their own um, uh, auditing program and they have their own databases where they share, uh, where they store information of past audits or current audits, um, the, uh, the gateway can share that information uh, with them in a manner so that that information can be quickly uploaded into their own system. And that's what we call passive hosts as well. So those hosts will just have to work with the gateway to figure out the language, again, the technical aspects of how to share that data. Again, all um, through the facility, um, uh, with the facility's um, approval. So you can see here also that um, the, uh, the stakeholders who can receive the information are the brands, um, manufacturers and standard holders as well. So we wanted to share also some information about Light Ops and what's happening now in China and Sri Lanka. Um, There are actually more than 200 facilities participating in this Light Ops, so that's really great. Um, We have more than 100 approved verifiers um, who are going to be conducting the verification Uh, The current um, VOO, the Verification um, of Oversight Organization, is Samara. And again, we have the um, accredited hosts, Ascent FFC and SAC, and the Gateway with ITC. So what we are really trying to do, and this is not a very accurate scientific chart, so you don't see any numbers here on the uh, X and Y axis, um, but there is there are three phases here. So the first phase was our development phase, and we've arrived now at that converged assessment framework, again with 97% approval um, of our signatories. Phase two is now going into um, light ops. Um, and, uh, and then uh, phase three is really, um, driving that uh, mutual recognition, driving adoption, and going beyond China and Sri Lanka to other countries, and hopefully um, getting even more than 183 signatories on board. Uh, Again, we are collecting the feedback from the light operations, so this is very important to inform our next steps and um, also ensure that there are more stakeholders um, who join Um, such as um, bigger initiatives, for example, not only um, brands. So I'm going to pass on to um, Laura for this, and we're going to sort of tag team here when it comes to the five-year strategic plan. Um, But there is a plan that was released um, for vote um, uh, uh, about a month ago, and we actually got in the results um, that we have majority approval um, to move forward. Um, with this five-year strategic plan. Um, So results will be shared publicly um, end of this week.
1: Good. so um, this one I'll go through pretty quickly, but it's just to say that, um, you know, I took you through the vision and mission earlier. Um, The social and labor convergence program, so the future version, um, you know, as we move forward um, into implementation is is just one that's moved from, you know, creating an assessment to real implementation. and, and we see a few key benefits um, and we've set some targets. So of course, um, you know, we talked through some of the, the benefits already. Um, the targets would be industry adoption, right? Um, so we're looking at 25,000 verified assessments by 2023. Um, resources saved, um, hoping to have $130 million um, saved and, and sort of redeployed into improvement actions um data access and comparability so in 2023 um, you know this this program should be the industry's number one source of verified social and labor data and lastly um, financial resilience so um, so by 2023 this program should be self-sustaining through earned income
2: we are going to be sharing these slides so i'm going to be um, a quick one going through these numbers um, but uh, we have made some assumptions when it comes to these um, these numbers. Um, so some of the assumptions are that there are 33,000 apparel and footwear facilities that undergo audits and uh, that 130,000 uh, audits conducted uh, per year, um, of which perhaps I mean, 90,000 or so are duplicates. So um, there's that information at the bottom there. And given that information, um, we're saying in uh, you know, light operations, we have uh, fairly smaller numbers, but the more you go, the more adoption there is, um, the more accredited hosts we have, um, uh, the more verified assessments we do, um, You know those numbers um, are, are significant. Um, And uh, we're hoping that we can achieve uh, those numbers then by 2023.
1: Okay, and just a quick overview of what the governance will look like in the future. So it's a bit more streamlined um, than the current governance, and and that's really just... um, you know, representative of of the fact that it is focused on implementation and may need to move a bit more quickly in the future. Uh, So the SLCP um, will have a steering council. Um, The steering council will be, um, the majority of the members anyway will be elected. So there'll be nine um, representatives, uh, signatory representatives, um, three from brands, three from manufacturers and suppliers, and um, three from stakeholders. Uh, We'll also have three independent members um, and, And, um, you know, two intergovernmental observers and an independent chair. Um, So we think it's still a quite uh, representative board. Um, We will have an executive director, and and that executive director will be a bit more empowered than the current um, secretariat to to make decisions more quickly. Um, And the secretariat will support the director. Um, and, And there will be various committees, you know, supporting this structure as well. Yeah, I think I'll just close with some of the benefits. I think we we definitely referenced, um, you know, a lot of these throughout, um, but but we'll kind of try to go by stakeholder. Um, You know, for the manufacturers, of course we're looking to reduce audit fatigue. Um, You know, we we also wanna increase ownership and accountability and that comes from, you know, the assessment framework and the way that it's structured so that it is a self-assessment plus verification as opposed to a traditional audit. Um, And of course, you know, looking to empower them to redirect the resources to drive improvement. Um, I think, um, you know, certainly brands, retailers, agents have have various um, opportunities to drive improvement as well. And I think, um, you know, probably the key there would be just a better, um, you know, less risky supply base as a result of, you know, driving this improvement. Service providers, we think, you know, of course there can be some some obvious um, challenges from a service provider's perspective, but um, this is a sort of more in-depth, more um, kind of value-added opportunity, um, in our opinion, and um, also offers offers the opportunity for, you know, big focus and improvement activities. Um, So service providers certainly have a role to play there. And lastly, nonprofits and intergovernmental stakeholders, um, you know, they certainly could, you know, are all we're all looking to drive a a better supply chain is kind of the bottom line here.
0: Um. This has been another episode of Assurance in Action. If you would like to learn more about the SLCP, please visit slconvergence.org. If you'd like to learn more about sustainable supply chain programs, please visit us at intertech.com. Also, just a reminder, please remember to subscribe to Assurance in Action using your preferred podcast hosting site. It helps a lot. Thank you for listening and have a great day.